All right, guys, we're back in your lives. Another episode of Seller Dwellers. This one is going to be mostly focused on NBA, NBA draft, free agency, because that's obviously what's hot in the news right now. But we might touch on some other things as well. In fact, just before the show, we were talking about our, our betting segment of the week by ourselves. Kyle's been hot betting. Nick, he hasn't been betting, but the picks that we make, he's those, he doesn't think they're so hot. If anybody's fucking following me, they're on a all-time cold streak right now, I think. I'm not sure mine. Like, I think I'd have to go back and listen, Nick, but I think mine are probably about average. Probably, I'm probably right in the middle, which I, I think that's where most people are, right in the middle. Anyway, fellas, I think how I've been right like, every time, <laughs> pretty much. You had sure. one. Oh, you know what you were right about? The Steelers. They had a great win. Yeah. I gave them a lot of grief, and they had a great win this past week. But right, yeah. we'll, we'll, listen, we'll get to that when we talk uh, – NFL, because I don't. Parker, you're Stu Finer. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to bury myself in too much of a hole early. In the I have show, an eighty percent success rate. Well, listen, fellas, if we had an eighty percent success rate, you know, we wouldn't have to work for a living. So, I hope, I hope to God that we do have that one day. Anyway, Nick, I saw we were also talking before the show. New putter. I let me tell. I've been working on my game in the swamp. I think I told you guys about the swamp right last week at the uh, driving range. Been practicing my pitching wedge. Today had the old five iron out. Murderer. You can ask, what's that? So you're a murderer? Not a murderer. Not a murderer, but like. You're a hero. But you kill of, time. The court of law might beg to differ. Listen. I think Pat, it's a little Wayne line. Pat, if you saw, Pat saw me play golf before. It's not great. It was actually abysmal. If he saw me now, I think he would be shocked at how much I've progressed for only hitting balls out of some grass, you know, every now and then. But, yeah, I think I'm doing it. Nick, new putter. Very, very pr- happy for your new putter, buddy. Yeah. I mean, I'm still going to suck at putting, but I'm going to look a lot cooler when I miss. So, You know, it's fun. I hit lefty, like everything. Driver, not everything in golf. I'm actually ambidextrous. Lefty, driver, lefty, iron. But putting, I sometimes think I can putt righty better than I putt lefty. I've done both. And I almost feel better righty. That's yeah, I don't know a lot. Maybe just try uh, reversing your grip. So, like, use a lefty putter and just hold it with like a right-handed grip. Because like a lot of guys on tour do that. A lot of the righties really? will hold it like a lefty. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I guess while we're while we're on the topic of golf, let's just talk the Masters real quick. Obviously, Augusta happened happened this past week. Dustin Johnson, the favorite, won. I thought he was going to win, but I saw something like some line that like no one with 10 to odd, better than 10 to one odds has won the Masters in a while, and he was favored. So I was like, my pick was Dustin Johnson, but in my head I was like, well, he doesn't, he has better than 10 to one odds. So I went, uh, I put I put my money where on uh, McElroy, McElroy, and he had a little comeback, but didn't win. How do you guys think of the Masters this year? Um, it was like, it was pretty high scoring. I mean, yeah, I think that had, was like, wasn't that like the highest? Um, he had the lowest score. Or the lowest, yeah, like the lowest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I thought Dustin Johnson played great. I was happy for him. I was happy for him. I did want to see the Tiger repeat last year when Tiger won. I of course bought the shirt. We all know the shirt I have of him with the backwards hat and sunglasses. But yeah, I don't know much to say about golf. I thought it was a, you know, it was I mean, Kepka did play well, but he just um, the first day he sucked. Yeah, I, I don't and know. He's what... coming off that injury too. So yeah. if they play the Masters at the right time in like eight, what is it normally March, April? April. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I, I like Brooks in the next Masters. That dude's an animal. I kind of like how we're getting like 
I know it sucks for the athletes. Like we said, the NBA, they have to just turn around really quickly. And like the Masters, they're going to like technically two Masters tournaments in like six, probably six months, I think, right? Six months or so. Yeah. So that's like, I don't know, it's good for TV and the fans could be missed out on it. But of course, it puts a little bit more pressure on the athletes. Kyle, any notes on the Masters? I'm not sure how much you watched or what. No, I didn't watch any of it. But... Oh, really? That's surprising, Matt. You're no. golfed out. You're golfed out. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, too much golf for me. Yeah, I'm happy though. But I know like, Bryson DeChambeau did like really bad. So which, yeah, I'm gonna take away. I know Parker Parker has and Nick always joke about the thing with uh, the ants or whatever. So I was surprised though, because he was also He got he got a couple drops this weekend. Yeah. Oh he had actually he had more than a couple drops this weekend. Dude, he was like, What do you mean if I can't find my ball here to lost <laughs> yeah. ball? There was one where it was actually like it was actually bullshit because um he hit it in I mean he did hit it into the rough but like in a clear like wide open area and they should have they should have been able to find it and they just couldn't so he had to take a drop I guess poor caddying that's poor caddying as experienced caddies like myself would know okay one summer caddying in the books you should always be able to find the balls it's your only only job there but yeah anyway Anyway, let's. I just want to have like they have like ten worse. spotters on each hole. I feel yeah. like. I know. I know. <laughs> like, that's even worse. Got, like, it got buried so far in the rough. They just it just is like they're like we're never finding. That. I feel like they could just use the replay and been like, okay, it's right there. Seriously, right? They, don't they have like the ball tracking thing? Like they just that too. Yeah, like they could on. get like an idea and be like, okay, it's right there. Normally, yeah. you see one of those like uh, ball trackers waddle over and stick a flag <laughs> where it's sitting. <laughs> I kept seeing that in the last couple of tournaments. Wait, I never what? saw that before. What? What? Like the I little like ball that. spotters. It was at the U.S. Open this year at um. Marion. That not Marion. When was the oh, last time matter. it was at Marion? Oh, oh, oh you mean like the uh, the people there? Yeah. Yeah, like the um. <laughs> like the four caddies in the fairway. If it went in the rough, it was so thick you couldn't really see it. So they would just run over and stick this little like mark in it, so they knew where to look. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah, it's a tough gig, man. Tough gig. When was the last time that you said the U.S. Open? When was the last time it was at Marion? Wasn't it recently? Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Okay, maybe. It was maybe. Little... I don't nah, know. It was that. before. It was like sixteen. Twenty seventeen. I didn't. What wasn't it? Gallagher who like went to some big golf event like while we were at Temple. Didn't you go with him, Pat? Or you were going to, and then it got yeah. Right. You were, oh, going, you were to. going to go with him. What was it? Uh, the BMW, I think. Was it the BMW Championship or something? What, was it at Marion? Maybe not. I don't know. But either way, it was Tiger was playing somewhere near us. I think that was Philly Cricket Club. It was supposed to be a Philly Cricket Club. Was it? It got it got rained out, so we oh. didn't go. Right. Well. Oh well. I thought it was. I thought it for some reason it was the U.S. Open. I don't. I don't know why, but. Um, let me no, tell you, no, it wasn't. I'll tell you what, fellas, and I'm, I know we kind of jumped a little bit past our introductory hello. I'm feeling great right now. I'm on a, I'm on like a health binge right now. I've been on a straight, almost straight protein diet. Not quite, but like a lot of protein, I should say. Breakfast, have a fruit smoothie, protein bar, lunch, straight cans of tuna fish, and then like protein shake. And I got these cool little protein drinks too, like 20 grams of protein in those in those water. So I'm feeling great. I'm feeling healthy. Maybe I just wanted to inspire someone who listens. If you're feeling a little lackadaisical, now's the time. Listen, Old McGee's kind of hype you up. I'll be your gym buddy. Get get your butt in the gym because I'm feeling good about myself right now. But you guys have good week all in all, right, fellas? Yeah, Sixers had a great draft. I know. We're yeah, gonna get to the good call. That's what I wanted to get into right away. As you spit out your sunflower seeds. Ooh, um, do it. Jalapeno hot salsa. 
Right. They're really. I've never seen them. I never seen them. I never seen them. But uh, okay, let's let's talk the draft. We can go a million different directions. We can start with the first couple picks. I know. I I do obviously want to talk about like Lamelo just because he's the biggest name. I think he went to Charlotte. I like that. Talk about the Sixers. Talk about some trades that happen. Any anyone have a preference where we start off? No. Okay. Uh, I'll start off with Lamelo. Okay. Yeah. Let's start off with Lamelo. I thought. <laughs> I thought it was good that he went to Charlotte. I thought that was actually the perfect fit for him. I didn't want to see him in Minnesota, other than the fact that we could gloat that he was the number one pick to you. But I don't think they already have Russell, right, and they already have Towns. I was like, uh, I couldn't see him fitting in there. Of course, prior to the clay injury, even with after the clay injury, I really don't think he was a fit in Golden State. And I think Charlotte's got a nice little young, talented team. They got Miles Bridges down there, Terry Rozier, Lamella Ball coming in, and, and then MJ at the helm. You know, Michael Jordan at the helm maybe keeps that guy disciplined. I loved. I think this guy has ridiculous potential. I think, Kyle, you're on board with me, right, with his potential, I think we said, right? He has potential. He just needs yeah. to learn how to shoot. Yeah, learn how to shoot. But I think under the guidance of Michael Jordan, I mean, I don't know because Michael Jordan's owned the Hornets for or been. He's not a good GM a now. Yeah, and no, he he's not a good GM. He makes he's terrible like. Uh no no he's the owner but I thought he was like part owner but he's like yeah. part of basketball operations. Yeah, he does some. He does a lot of this. Maybe not anymore, but he used to at least. Well, anyway, I think I was hoping that maybe like Michael Jordan could just get tired of this and be like, hey, meaning the losing. And whip him into, like, just straight killer mode. I would love to see it, but I thought Charlotte was the best fit for him. I really did. I'm not sure if you guys thought the same. I'm excited to watch it. I'm obviously going to root for the guy. You guys know I'm a big ball stand. Say what you want. Listen, I know LeVar Ball has a big mouth, and he said some outrageous things like he could be Michael Jordan one-on-one. Like, that's going to be fun. I would love to just see, like, they they need to play one-on-one. Michael Jordan and LeVar Ball need to play one-on-one. But uh, he said some crazy things. But he now officially has two of the three kids drafted in the top three. Top, Yeah, top three, which was the first time that's ever happened for brothers in NBA history. So say what you want about LeVar Ball. But, you know, he did a little bit to help his, his boys get there. So, LeVar, this is your 15 seconds of fame. Congratulations, man. And only if LiAngelo could step it up and off that G League team, you'll have a dream fulfilled. But the Pillsbury Doughboy, fuck that guy. He sucks. He does, um, he does, dude, he does suck. He does Jello suck. is so bad. Um, but if LeVar Ball and Michael Jordan play one on one, that's ending in a fist fight. Oh, I, I, I no think, doubt. I just think I would. I don't They're think both so competitive, and LeVar Ball is going to get his ass kicked and foul the shit out of Michael Jordan. I could see LeVar Ball faking an injury. Like, he starts getting his ass kicked, like, fake pulled hammy or something. That seems yeah. like a LeVar what, Ball. Movie. Okay, if they played – listen, if they played to 11, you, it's, you, it's obviously – I'm going 11 nothing. Jordan gets rock first, you know, you jump, shoot for ball. Jordan gets rock first. It's game over. He's not letting LeVar even see offense, I don't think. Obviously no. not. Do you think he'll do it? I mean, no, of course not. Of course not. There's no. He's gonna see him a lot. He's gonna see Lavar a lot. I don't think he will. When would he see him? Lavar's gonna be doing this. I don't know. I mean, well, maybe not like now, but like once, um, like like we're back to normal and stuff. Lavar's gonna be at every game. No, I don't think he will, dude. Yeah, he's gonna try to get like sideline. I don't know, man. I don't think that. I I just think. uh, Go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. I feel like Lonzo like told him to stay the fuck away, like from Lamelo. 
and really? listen, I, I've been keeping up with I Ball in the so. Family, as you know. I've been keeping up with it. And LeVar Ball is, was quite, quite irate that he signed with Puma. Signed with Puma. So, I'm not – and even – I was a little surprised, like – if you watched, I was I was kind of annoyed because somehow there were some technical difficulties and LaMelo Ball didn't get interviewed. They said, like, oh, we'll try to talk to him later, and they did. But it wasn't as good as it live. Live, if you saw, he got drafted. He was very happy, full of this nice jubilation and you know, smiling, hugged his mom, who, of course, has been through a lot. LeVar kind of had his arms crossed and was like – he seemed a little annoyed, and then he just – he, like, shook his hand and gave him a little dap up. I was surprised, and he had the uh, he had his like big baller, mellow brand sweatshirt on. I thought that was an interesting play from Lavar Ball. He definitely did that on purpose, but I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. He, you shouldn't like. I don't know why he's so pissed off at his sons for not signing with the brand. But I would, if I were them, I would have signed with Puma or Nike or whoever like that. Like Lonzo lost so much money because of his father. But that's a whole different story. That's a whole different story. LeVar Ball, you did get two sons. Uh, you were a part of two sons getting drafted top three. First time this ever happened. So there's your 15 seconds of fame. Um, okay, I guess we – Pat, are you happy with the pick? I know you think like uh, you think it was the right pick for him to go number three. Um, yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. like, I feel like the draft is really weird this year. Like, yeah. I didn't know any, like, good players, except for maybe, like, Obi, Toffin, and, like – You know, like, Sadiq Bey from Vanova, of course. Sadiq Bey, yeah. I thought it was really interesting that Jay Billis had a point on the pre-show. He said the guys in the middle of the pack are a lot more likely to reach their potential than, say, the top, you know, like the lottery picks. Lottery picks, you, of course, take a pick in the lottery, like you expect them to have a high ceiling. And with some guys, it's obvious, like Zion, Ben Simmons, LeBron, those types of people are like, oh, this guy's going to be an all-star, obviously. And then – there's no one like that in this year's draft. It's like, oh, these guys could be really good. Where they Meaning could. they're already good, and like, <laughs> but they're not going to get that much better. Like, Yeah, well, I get, no, I'm saying like, <laughs> if you had a guy like when Ben Simmons came out, we knew like, oh, Ben Simmons is going to be really freaking good. Like, this guy's going to be an all-star eventually. Where this, this draft, I'm not so sure that like anyone in the top five is like necessarily guaranteed an all-star spot in their career. They definitely have potential to be great. Like, why is not I really like – I'm not sold on Anthony Edwards, by the way. Let me just tra- – we'll just transition off LaMelo. Congratulations on getting drafted. I think Charlotte's a good fit for you. I'm going to watch. Anthony Edwards, do you guys see his comments, number one overall pick, about how he doesn't – he's not sure if he likes bas- basketball? Really? Yeah. I don't think it matters. I do. I think it matters. Like, if I was getting – seriously, like, if you were the GM and the guy's like – or say you were, like, the hiring manager of, like, a – I don't know, like a business and you're trying to hire a manager for, I don't know, like, I don't know, Kyle, you're trying to ha- handle like a, an accountant or something. And the guy's like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good with these numbers, but I'm not so sure I'm into it that much. I don't, you would hire that hired guy on the spot, hired on the spot. I'd be like, like oh, that's you're most accountants anyway. Yeah. Okay. Maybe if the an accountant came in and was like, I love this. I'd be like, you're fucking weird, dude. Get out. <laughs> okay. Listen, listen. I, maybe the business thing was the wrong thing, but I'm saying I wouldn't, I would just feel a little, ner- I'm just nervous about like his effort that he's going to put into it. I'm not saying like he's bad at basketball. I think he's good. I think he probably should have been the number one pick talent wise and, and like fit wise schematically. But I'm just like always nervous about the guys who come uninspired to work and uninspired to get better because they, they keep comparing him to Dwayne Wade. 
And Dwayne Wade, of course, he was, had all the talent, but he was also like a dog. He had the drive, the Mamba mentality, one might say. Not quite like Kobe, but still, you guys get the point. And I, that's really big, especially when you get the number one pick. You need a guy that you know is going to show up and work. Like Markel Fultz, no. Doesn't have the mentality. Guys like that are Andrew Wiggins, doesn't have the mentality. You yeah. guys need to work. I, well, I agree. I agree because, like, it's not like a, a normal job, like, where it's just like, all right, well, you're going to come in here and make $50,000 a year. Like, mm-hmm. we're hoping, like, our number one pick is here for 20 years and we're investing, like, hundreds millions. of millions of dollars in him. Yeah. So, like, you don't, you hope he doesn't get, like, his first, like, contract and be like, eh, I'm going to try baseball. Yeah. Um, well, he was a football guy, but yeah. Or football. Yeah, yeah. I think it depends on, like, how motivated he is to make money. Because, like, you're not making more money for doing, like, a uh, – like, because he's, like, into rap. You're not okay. making that much money rapping, dude. Like, you have to be so good at it. And, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like if he's just motivated to, like, make money, like, he'll come out and work hard. Like, you don't have to – I don't know. I Like, I don't – a lot of people don't necessarily like their job, but they still, like – Give they a like shit to make about money because it. it makes you them money. Still, like, yeah, you can still yeah, be like really still good. Like want to get better because then they can get further with it and stuff. You know, like I don't know if if, like, if he th- if you think about it, like he could set up like generations of people. He could he just like if he if he works at it, and I'm like so I don't know if he's if he's motivated to do that. I don't think it really matters if he loves basketball or not because he'll. Still if he has another play. motivation, I see what yeah. you're saying. If he has another motivation that he cares about, yeah, and playing at basketball high level helps that motivation that I, I see your point. I see. And plus, like he, if, it, if he's just like a super competitive guy too, like even if he doesn't like, he's like, I'm getting paid to do this and then he's out there. He's going to be like, I want to like, I want to be the best. Yeah. Listen, I don't mean to rain on the guy. I think he's really talented. I think he's going to, I think he's going to be good. I just, I always get nervous with like a guy, a superstar potential guy seems unenthused. Like, I'm going to keep saying Markel, and I don't suspect he'll be as bad as Markel was. But when he got drafted, right, and we, and we picked him, and he went through all the injury stuff, it was kind of weird just seeing like, – he didn't really – something was off about that whole situation, but he didn't seem like he wanted to address it or get better. And I just want to make sure, like, the guys I draft want to get better and stuff like that. So I think he will. Like I said, I think he will. I just thought the comment was interesting. I thought that no, he could also just do exactly what you're saying and get like one contract and then make like 40 mil and be like, I'm set for life and just bounce. Retire. Yeah, it was purely yeah. hypo, purely hypothetical. I do, I do think he's going to be a really good player. He can, he can bounce. He can bounce very athletic. Him and I mean, that's, that's kind of like what's happening to Josh Rosen. Didn't he have like similar comments before the NFL draft? He got drafted super oh, I, high and now he doesn't know. play. I don't know that. I never heard them, but um, yeah, I, if that's true, then yes, it's exactly. You know who true. dropped uh, was R.J. Hampton. Yeah, where did he go? He was supposed 24 to twenty-four to Milwaukee. That might be a steal because he was like a out, coming out of high school. He wasn't he like a top five. He played in the same league as Lamelo, right? Uh, no, he what? played in Australia. Yeah, Lamelo, the same league as Lamelo. Lamelo was in the NBL. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, they're both in the NBL. So it was uh, the Sixers' new acquisition. Terrence 2K Ferguson. Yeah, that's right. And we'll talk about that whole uh, – the trade stuff in, in just a second. Uh, we'll talk to Sixers, and then we'll talk some NBA free agency and some trades going on. But, yeah, um, yeah, he did drop. So, Bucks, which interesting. We could talk about the Bucks right now, too. I guess we can get right into free agency. Bogdanovich from Sacramento turns down a trade to the Bucks for 
um, what's DiVincenzo and some other people. I just don't understand this. Why, like, why would Bogdanovich say in a crap, like, not that Sacramento's terribly crappy. They were in the contention, you know, for a playoff spot. But you can go from Sacramento to a championship caliber team with Milwaukee. Like, Milwaukee might have the best starting five in the league right now. In fact, I think they probably do, right? The city sucks. <laughs> it does. It sucks. Yeah, he doesn't like the cold weather. But, like, Sac- Sacramento can't be that great compared to, like, other cities in California. I've never been, but I don't I've know. never been there either, but. I'm sure it's probably a little bit nicer than Milwaukee. Nice, warmer weather. It's near the beach, right? I don't think Sacramento is that warm. It's Northern California, right? Oh, okay, okay. So maybe you're right, Nick. There's probably some cool shit up there. I don't know. I think it's warmer than Milwaukee. Yeah, I'll say that. And you can say it is. It definitely is. I just don't know. Like, if I just thought that was a stupid decision for him, career-wise, and everything. Maybe, maybe he's just super loyal to the Kings. Like, he he just loves this franchise. For what reason? Kings, Kings. Like, I do like De'Aaron Fox, but Bagley's not really that good. Yeah, he was a bust, huh? I don't see I don't see anyone else other than Bogdanovich on that team that's really looking to be any good. And you could go from that to a championship. Oh, the Buddy Heald. Sorry, Kyle. Excuse me. Buddy Heald's on that Buddy team. Heald. Buddy yep. Heald. Excuse me. Future 76er Buddy Heald, possibly. But, yeah, a couple of guys. But I don't see them being great. And you could go to Milwaukee. Am I wrong for saying, that, like, dude, you should have taken that trade? Yeah, he probably should have. But I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Kyle, Nick, any, any other thoughts on it? Wait, what trade? Uh, he was oh, Bob, oh Bob, my fault, my fault. Um, yeah, there we go. I don't know if like if he just wants to be in a warm city, I don't blame him. But if he ends up signing with like a cold northern city that's not as good as the Bucks, then what's the point of that? Well, he would have been on the Bucks. That was I know. What I'm saying like if he goes to sign another like cold weather city, like he could have been on the okay. Bucks, another right. cold city. Yeah, I think he's probably just wants to stay in one spot. Like he figures. He's he's the kind of guy that'll bounce around to like ten you know teams if it if they like if he lets it happen. You know what I mean? You know what it must be keeping him in Sacramento. He must have a, a lady keeping him in Sacramento. He yeah, must. he met an American woman. He was yeah. like, "Oh my god, you know, But Donovich is a simp, man. He's a simp for some woman out in Sacramento, and he can't leave. He won't. She said, "I'm not going to Milwaukee. Too cold." And he's like, "Okay, trades off. No championship for me." I'm staying in Sacramento. Nice, mild weather Sacramento. His okay, agent's let's... like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, these girl, these American girls, they're yeah, the American... all the way. <laughs> they're shit. Eyebrows down. Eyebrows down. Oh, my God. All right, let's, uh, let's actually get into the Sixers draft now since we somehow skipped over that. I think it's fair to say, and this is not – the Philly bias coming out of me. Maybe a little bit, but I don't think much. I think the Sixers won the draft last night. Okay, we get Maxi, which I thought was ironic for, you know, our, our friend group. I thought that was just very funny. We have a friend named Maxi, for those of you who know. I thought that was funny. And then we got, who's the Isaiah Joe? Uh, pick number 49, another, another shooter. And then, of course, we get rid of the Horford contract. That was huge. Thank you, King Maury. Bring in Danny Green. Bring in T. Ferg, and we also got Seth Curry for getting rid of Josh Richardson, yes. which I, I love. I Thank love. God. Thank God. The I better was, Curry. Now, listen, I'm, I'm excited about the draft picks, right? Um, Isaiah Joe and Maxie, Tyrese Maxie. 
I thought the best even even getting rid of the Horford contract that's humongous. That's huge. That's probably the most important thing. That was my favorite day. move of the day. Yeah, it was, it was my. It was probably the most important move of the day. I'll say that. But the move that got me excited the most was bringing Seth Curry on this team. I said, like I said, Horford, very important to get him going. You got Danny Green and T. Frag for him. That's great. Those are two playable guys. And then the draft picks, I like. I like both of them. I thought we did good at drafting, you know. But having Seth Curry on this team, oh, my God, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for Seth Curry. Dude, him and Ben, they're just going to do that thing where, like, Ben dribbles down the court, turns around, and, like, sets a screen, but with, like, his own body and just dishes it for three. Yeah, it's Ben's going to have 25 assists a year. Or Embiid's going to be in the post. Or uh, a game. <laughs> a year. <laughs> a year. Embiid's going to be in the post. And he's gonna, per game. And he's going to get uh, – he'll get doubled. He'll get doubled, of course, like he always does. Boom, pop it out to Seth Curry. 50-50 shot pretty much, 45%. 50-50, let's just go. And it's going to be wide open. So you literally have Seth Curry on the same side as Embiid's posting up one, okay, Put Embiid in the post. Seth feeds it to him. Maybe Embiid makes a move. If not, pop it right back out. Pop a three. Bang. I'm 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 so excited about that, dude. I cannot contain my enthusiasm. I thought it was the best trade of the night for the Sixers. Give, give me your thoughts on what the Sixers did, fellas. Not just Seth, but uh, anything. Anything. The Horford trade, the picks. Let's just go off the cusp here. He's pretty much erased everything Elton Brand did. <laughs> like Men in Black. Like Men in Black with the pen. Almost. Yeah, we almost. have one left. <laughs> There's one left. I didn't think there was a shot we were getting rid of Al Horford's contract. Oh, you mean almost, Pat, as in Tobias Harris? Tobias, yeah, get rid of him. Here's the thing. Maybe for Zach Levine? No. Yeah, dude, if, I think Maury is on a roll right now. Just He's hot. Let him go. Okay, I, I would agree with you. Like, But I'm, I'm not also not completely off the Tobias thing like other people. I was more happy. I would definitely want to get rid of Horford first in terms of contracts. I think Tobias has a lot more potential to play closer to his contract's value. Like, especially he makes this is let me just put out this this is my dream scenario not dream scenario this is what I think the likely scenario is for the Sixers starting five as the roster currently is he gets Curry at point Danny Green at two I think Ben at the three Ben at the three Tobias at the four and Embiid at five that's how I suspect defensively like Curry will guard the one. Danny Green guards the two. Simmons guards the three. Four is guarded by Toby. And then five obviously guarded by me. I think Tobias works well as a four. I'm mm-hmm. not so sure he's quite good enough to guard a lot of threes in the NBA. So I could see him playing four most of the night, especially on defense. That's why I see the starting five. I, th- I, th- I think the thing with Tobias, too, is if you want to move him, it might be worth letting him play a few games a season before you trade him because you could like he can only improve his value. I think because yeah, like, he like he's already shot had a season where he shot forty percent from three. He's like six ten. He he can. I mean, he's kind of pretty good. Like just pure score. I mean, he's not that great handling the ball, but I, I feel like I don't know. I feel like Doc definitely wants a shot to like use him. You know? I, and like we said, Doc and him have that relationship from the Clippers, and he played really, really well under Doc Rivers. So if we can figure out a way to work this offense where Tobias gets the shots that he likes, I don't think he's necessarily just meant to be shooting like 
catch and shoot threes like he was. I think he just he he knows what he's good at. Doc knows what he's good at. So I'm hoping Doc Rivers can work his magic a little bit with him and have him do what he wants at the four. But that's how I project the starting lineup going as as the roster currently is. Yeah. Can we get Alec Burks back? I believe so. I believe so, yeah. Unless not, he's expiring. I'm I'm not too sure about the whole, I'm not too sure about the whole contract situation for the Sixers, but um yeah, what let's Kyle, you said something about the Horford contract, right? Oh yeah, I was just yeah. I didn't think we were gonna get rid of it. And then oh. to get Danny Green back, I know people are low on Danny Green, but they're still better than the three point shooters we have. Yeah, well I was gonna I was gonna say that because I wanted to talk about Danny Green and I don't want to rain on the parade for everyone in Philadelphia, but listen, we're we're trying to be realistic here. So let me just Google Danny Green's stats while we have uh, while we're on the topic. Last year was definitely he was definitely inconsistent, and it was definitely his worst year in a in a long long time. He only averaged eight points. Let's see his three point percentage. Let's see there. It was only thirty six percent last year, um, which obviously is not not what we're looking for. And his free throw percentage was, uh, let's see, 68%. Again, not what we're looking for. But if it makes any difference, the year before in Toronto, he shot 84% from the free throw line and 45% from three. So the season just before last, he played really, really well. So who knows? Maybe it was like a, just a thing in L.A. where it wasn't a good fit. Or maybe he just, maybe just can't play with LeBron. The pressure of uh, playing with LeBron. Yeah, yeah. Who, who knows? But we know last year he didn't have a good year. He got the Brandon Ingram flu. Yeah, smoking that LA weed. Yeah, perhaps Brandon Ingram looks great. I mean, did New Orleans? Well, I, I think they actually ended up keeping their pick. I know they were talking about trading it, but yeah. So I think you know the Danny Green thing. Let's let's slow down a little bit. He'll start. He'll probably be the starting two. He had a bad season last year, but I know Philadelphia fans. We have a tendency to get our hopes up, and then we just. Uh, we get annoyed. We get annoyed, I should say. Get annoyed when things don't go our way. And maybe we're a little – we're not spoiled, but we expect a lot out of them, I should say. Like we did with Al Horford. We expected a lot out of that guy, gave him all that money, and then he stunk and it ended in in misery. So, Danny Green, definitely, if you're listening to this, Danny, you definitely need to uh, play well. Shoot the ball well, or you're going to hear from Philadelphia. We still have a bad roster overall. Like, our bench is still trash. It's trash. It's at scoring. But we have space to get pieces because we yeah. don't have Al Horford's contract. That's yeah. like, even if da- – like, is Danny Green can't possibly be worse than Al Horford was for us just because no, Al Horford yeah, ruined, like, all the spacing and everything. So, even if Danny Green is plays like worse than he did last year, his contract's up after the season. So, it's just like we're free from, like, everything that had yeah, to do with Yeah, that's like great – that's great that his contract and, is up. And it's going to be refreshing just coming into the season, not knowing what to ex- like expect. And we kind of had that last year, but like I don't think I would have wanted to watch another version of this. The same same version of last year's team. Wouldn't have wanted I feel to. Like he's, I feel like Danny Green's still good. Like <laughs> He is, he, dude. He's fine. He's never that great in the playoffs, but. Listen, man. Well, he was good that one year with uh, San Antonio. Well, except for San Antonio, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, listen. That's the good thing about jump shooters, man, is like the one – I mean, of course, last year may have been an, an anomaly, but jump shooters, they can stay around in the league for a while because, like, the jump shot, once you have it, it doesn't really go away. Like, you ever see, like, the old guys like Reggie Miller 
and so like he could, he's still wet from three. Like those guys that have wet jumpers, their jumpers just stays wet. It's just a matter if he can get that to translate in game. So yeah, it's off. just a matter of like, like can you get enough space to get the shot off? Right, and hopefully he has a ton of space now. Ton of space. I do agree with you, Pat. We need a couple more things from the bench, which is why I'm hoping we get uh, maybe like Austin Rivers, the obviously Doc Rivers' son. He just opted out of his contract in Houston. I think he'd be a great fit. I'm not sure. Do you guys have any other names in your mind that you think maybe the Sixers could trade for or something like that? I Actually, let me hold on backtrack just a little bit. I Like I said, Austin Rivers, I think we could get that. I think Daryl Morey has a plan that – because this – okay, I always have trouble trying to express my thoughts here. I have so many pieces trying to put together. Dennis Schroeder signed with the Lakers. And to me, Dennis Schroeder was the perfect fit for us. Runner up for sixth man of the year behind Montrez Harrell, I believe. 19-ish points a game, close to 20 points a game, creates his own shot. Pretty much exactly what the Sixers needed, bench, bench scoring, right? And odds are he was going to play a lot of the time anyway, even though he, was, he would have been coming off the bench. And the fact that the Sixers didn't go after him like the, I don't think the Lakers had to give up that much to get him. They gave up Danny Green and a pick or something like that. I was surprised that the Sixers didn't go after Schroeder. And the fact that Maury didn't for the price that he costed, you know, to the Lakers made me think that he has bigger plans in mind for free agency or trades. And perhaps a Buddy Heald, perhaps James Harden. Who knows? But the fact – Perhaps Zach Levine. Good, yeah. Good point, Kyle. But the fact that he didn't go after Schroeder, who I think was the perfect fit coming off the bench, it said a little little tweak off my mind, like, oh, hold on a second. Like, something's not right here. Because if we could have gotten him for this cheap, I think we would have gone after him. Do do we think something is brewing? So, so like, what's – What's the uh, deal with um, Levine? Like, why would why would Chicago want to give him up right now? Yeah, so I don't think I think that's the least likely. I think yeah. that's the least. I think likely. they're in limbo. I think they're like just rebuilding. They're in turmoil, so they want to get picks and shit. And are they wait, Levine, the Bulls? Levine are... was like pretty unhappy last year too. Yeah, they have really? Levine. They have uh, Laurie Markkinen, who pretty much this is like he's got to prove it this year. This is like his prove it year. And then they just drafted that guy from Florida State. I think at four. I think I forget. I'm forgetting the guy's name. Drafted the guy from Florida State. I don't really think they and they. Yeah, who do they have? Valentine from Michigan State. I'm not even sure if he's, he's terrible. They're not even sure if he's there. They're going nowhere. Pretty much, they're going nowhere. Okay, so he wants out. That's what the rumors have been. Yeah, but okay. You need that'd be a thing where you give up a lot of picks. I think they're not. Yeah, I can Chicago, work with that. Chicago's not going to really want much players because they're rebuilding. But I think they're going to want more picks and stuff. So Levine's might be – Levine might be playable. Like, that might be a trade that's in the works. I don't – I, I, Giving away future ones. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of people are hyping up OKCs. Uh, how many picks? 17 first-round picks in the yeah. next – But let's, let's be honest here with those picks. They look great on paper. But when you get to draft day and, like, you take them from, like, the Lakers, they're, like – 25, 26, 27, 20. They're, they're really at the end of the first round where the odds of you landing someone are, are pretty low. 
in the picks pick swaps, you're probably not going to end up swapping picks with people because they're probably going to be better than you. So I know everyone's high on OKC and they have a ton of first round picks and that gives them a whole ton of like options to cards to trade. You know, they give them a whole lot of ways to trade, but I don't think it's like necessarily, Oh, 17 first round picks. That it's not 17 lottery picks. It's 17, like end of first round picks. So I'm sorry to rain on your parade again, Oklahoma City. But where was I just? What were we just discussing before this? We're talking about like potential oh, trades. Um, I think Maury is going to make a push to get Harden, but um, they're not going to get him. Uh, they're not going to get him yet. So here's the thing: the uh, the the Rockets already said that they're okay with um, with not like trading him right away. Not trading right away. Brooklyn, I think, do they still have no picks? Like, still, no first-round picks? This may have been the last year. I've... May, I don't know. Well, either way, like, they don't – I mean, like, they would have to trade, like, Kyrie, right? They asked That's not going to happen. Yeah, I know yeah. they asked for Kyrie, and that won't happen. You're right. So, we're going to offer them, like, something without Ben and Joel, and then um, they're going to wait and hold out until the end of the year, and then we'll trade uh, – well, if actually no, because I guess if it's till the end of the year, then it would depend on how well we did. But if we do bad, we're going to trade one for uh, Harden at the end of the year. So here's the thing with the Harden trade, and I'm glad we brought this up because I want before the deadline. Yeah, right. I wanted to address these, and it's something that I, I didn't think about because last year I think we all had, or last week I should say, we had high hopes for Harden, and I still have relatively high hopes. I think we have a pretty decent chance of landing him. But the word around the street is that Houston doesn't want to deal Harden to Philly because of how quickly Maury left the Rockets. You see what I'm saying? They don't want to have Maury leave, oh. go to Philly, and then, oh, oh, you're taking Harden with you too? So being makes bad. them look terrible. Makes them look bad and makes Maury look really, really good. So yeah, they're, dude, <laughs> that's crazy. Why would they do that? We'd so, have to offer them something really good. Exactly, yeah. I think we'd have to give them the, everything plus the kitchen sink. So I've heard – not I've heard personally. I've read online, stuff like that. The Rockets are very hesitant to give Harden to us because of how Maury left the Rockets. He left them Even with, though they know that we could give them like a good like something good in return. Right. I think we could I think we could make the best package out of the teams that he wants to go to, right? I think we I mean other I mean it's just in the Nets and Sixers were the top two. I think we give a way better package in the Nets, I'll say that. But I know like the Rockets, they're kind of in like a limbo themselves, but they have Russ's huge contract and a they just have a stuff like that where like you have bad deals and they're not going anywhere and more. It was kind of like, here, you guys figure this mess out. I'm going to Philly. So I think Houston just like, I'm, I don't want to work with this guy. This Wait, guy did he done. resign or, or get fired? I believe it was a reg- resignation. Believe that. According to my calculations. He was out. Yeah. According to my calculations. He knew it was, he knew it was going to happen. He's like, oh, I'm done. Yeah, y'all are ass now. Let me go. <laughs> well, let, let's talk about that because we can kind of go to a power rankings in the West real quick. It is, uh, I think, Lakers number one, right? But two through eight, that's totally up in the air. I was going to say Warriors, but then, of course, we have the clay injury, which we can talk on a little bit and see how that affects them. The Suns just picked up CP3. They're going to make some noise. They're going to make some noise now with CP3 on that team. And then, of course, you have the Denvers. um, Who else? Clippers. We'll see how the Rockets do. 
you know, if they lose Harden and Westbrook, who knows? And then we'll see how the Thunder do now that they don't have Chris Paul. Like the West is a little bit gonna be a little bit different this year. Do we see any kind of teams sneaking up in the West, like the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, maybe with Zion and Lonzo and uh, Brandon Ingram? And I had to throw Lonzo's name in there, but. What do we see the West looking like? Any new teams coming into that playoff picture? No, no title contenders. I don't think coming in. Oh, you're big on the Timberwolves, really? Not big on them, but I mean, they have Cat and D'Angelo Russell for a full season, so that Cat might sucks. Come on, dude. Cat, Cat sucks. <laughs> he doesn't suck. No, he doesn't. But I have to say that because of Embiid. I'm gonna uh, as much as I give Embiid grief, I will not. I will not go on to say that he's not the best sitter in the NBA. Yes. By, by a wide margin, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't see the Wolves making any noise. I think I think the Pelicans will make some noise. The Suns will definitely make some noise. I think they'll probably replace, like, Oklahoma City in the playoff spot. Memphis. Mavericks. Mavericks, yeah. They'll, they'll, they could be in the title contention. They really could. And then who else? Who else? Who else? Maybe, like I said, maybe Memphis with John Morant. And Jared Jackson. Who knows? Who knows? But I think the West is a little bit more interesting where the East is kind of going to be relatively the same. You get Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Celtics, us, Raptors, you know, same same couple teams we've been seeing. But any thoughts on this? Uh, I don't I don't know how uh how to pose this question, but any thoughts <laughs> on how the league is shaping up this season? Do we have any teams, second teams perhaps that we've uh, started rooting for? No, not yet. Wait till the start of the season. So let's, okay, let's talk. Let's talk. I don't have any much anything uh, else. If you guys want to talk about the clay injury, you think how badly that affects the Warriors? Are they out of the title contention? Yeah, okay. yeah, out of they're gonna. Curry's gonna get hurt again for. I think know, so. Uh, year. Yeah, I think so. so. I think so as well. Um, let me move off the NBA then. Recap. We talk some trades. Sixers won the draft. Everyone's very, very excited for our future, and I still think there's some moves to come. Hopefully, Austin Rivers, maybe, who knows, maybe a guy like Gordon Hayward. He just stopped out of his contract. Maybe he comes to Philly, comes off the bench for, or comes, yeah, comes to Philly and comes off the bench for us. That's pretty much, you know, our talk for the NBA. It was a fun one. I'm very NBA offseason is always one of my favorites because there's always so much to talk about. I guess we can go NFL. Eagles lose. I'm the hammer and chisel has been brought out. If you didn't see me, I was down there Lincoln Financial Field with my hammer and chisel. I had I was doing it very sneakily though, of course. But the hammer and chisel has officially begun, and Lincoln Financial Field will crumble after that embarrassing loss. I don't even want to talk about it because we just keep talking about the same things every single week with this Eagles team. They suck. Okay, they they suck. I'm I, I'm really not sure they're going to win the division. Like I'm not. I'm not. They sure. might not. I'm not. I have a tough schedule. Our schedule was really fucking tough. We might not win another game. I know. I know. That's why I just – I'm not – listen, I don't want to even talk about it because I think we had just had a good time talking about the Sixers. Having, we're very optimistic. Let's not be yeah, pessimistic. All, all my energy is on the Sixers now. Like, I'll still watch the Eagles lose and stuff, but all Dude, my I've – been, I've been working like – we, like, we can send like what days we want to work during the week. I pick Sundays to work because I'm like, I don't even want to watch this team because I know like, – I watch them on my phone. But I know if I sat down in front of the TV for that long, I'd just be miserable. So I've been working on Sundays and just watching on my phone. But listen, like I said, this, the team. I sucks. mean, Wentz Go has got to. He's got to um, put up or shut up. 
He's got to do something else. Like <laughs> he's he's really not doing well, say and it, he hasn't shown like say it. He sucks. Say he it. sucks. <laughs> you got Tom it. Peterson kind of sucks too. He's been his yeah. play calling's been atrocious. It was Frank Reich, dude. I'm telling you. Yeah. I, Nick, you said this, and I really believe. I even explained this to people. Like I said, my friend Nick made a very good point about the Eagles, and I think he's right. Of course, like we couldn't do anything about it. Like, what are we gonna do? Fire head coach after the Super Bowl? But yeah, I can't. You yeah, can't you can't do, do that. But yeah. I think you were right. I think Edwards, I think Frank Reich was the reason we won. It's the astronaut meme. The Earth is astronaut? Frank Reich. It was, it was Frank Reich all along. Yeah, it was Frank Reich all along. And, <laughs> who knows, dude? I, oh, I just got. I, I'm really getting wound up. That was a terrible. Lo- we went the exact opposite of how we said. It. So the Eagles would probably go on to win by ten, right? And so the Giants that do it. When does Hertz get in now? He's first off. Okay, I, I I'm I'm on board. Like. I know a lot of Philadelphia fans have problems with saying, like, Wentz sucks. Dude, he sucks. This season, he sucks. He um, hasn't been good at all. Like, I don't think so, he's had – I mean, he might have had one decent game. Like So many turnovers. I think he leads the league. I'm almost certain in that. And then he's always doing this Superman bull crap where he tries to save the play, and then he comes out with this comment saying, well, that's just how, that's just how I am. That's just how I'm going to be my whole career. <laughs> no! That's just how things are around here. No, dude, you need to fix this. That's not how you throw the football away. Listen, you guys rile me up. I don't want to get riled up after our nice optimistic talk. But uh, I'm not putting Jalen Hurts in until he catches like every snap that's he takes in a game because he just drops like at least one snap a game. That's what I was going to say too. We haven't turned one over yet, but (laughs) it's fucking insane. What do you think? That's nerves. I guess, yeah, but. I mean, I don't know. Like, when he has thrown passes, like, they've looked good. But, I don't know. I still just wouldn't put him in this season. Like, I don't know. It's just a wash. Like, what if, if he comes in and we're good, like, we're, I, I guess it's good. But, like, I want them to address, like, that they're inept at, like, putting together defense. Kyle, I know you're waiting, waiting until week 17 when finally we can close the – oh, actually, maybe not. If we win the division. If we win we're the not division. winning the division, dog. The Giants are, like, they look good. They play hard, and we don't. Their defense yeah. is good too. Like they need, like you need a good defense. We, we just give up too many points, and we. I don't think we can't we've, score points. So the, thing, the yeah. thing is, the tie may end actually end up screwing us over. Like it, re- it really might. Like we could. Like I know we're tied right now with the Giants, technically, but we have the tie that puts us over the top. You see what I'm saying? Same amount of wins, but we have the tie. So, <laughs> calm down. Let me just uh, do my little yoga breaths here, but. I don't want the Eagles to win the division at this point. I'm just – I'm over it. I get frustrated. Kyle, I know you're waiting for week 17 and hope maybe an Eagles lost. Like maybe the Eagles don't win the division and then you can start rooting for your second team, the Miami Dolphins, who look fantastic. Oh, they look real good. Two is looking great. They look they're fantastic. Great. They're, great. they're some really good football team. That's- Listen, they, I think they have potential to actually win the division if, if Buffalo somehow – you know, goes downhill. I think Buffalo has a division almost on lock, but no, listen, man, I mean, you can get the Broncos this week. That should be a win. Then the Jets, that should be a win. Bengals should be a win. And then, like we said, the, the last week, then you get the Chiefs. So that's the You have probably three more wins. Last week was four, this week three, where you can win in a row. So I'm, I, I'm enjoying, I, I'm set like by the transitive property, I'm also enjoying the Dolphins win. <laughs> 
my U plus Dolphins, and then uh, somehow I'm throwing in that math equation, I'm winning. I also feel like I'm a winner. I might hop on board. This If there's, is a, if there's room, Kyle, I might hop on board. Oh, if you're room. taking notes, that's how the transitive property works. So yeah. good. make sure you apply that in your first grade math. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, I've never been a numbers guy. Never been a numbers guy. I don't remember what that what that is. I know some, some transitive property, something with the parentheses, man, where you go yeah, over the parentheses. Um, that's all I remember. If, if I look, doesn't to, matter. I, yeah, it doesn't you don't matter. need it. No, I don't need it. Don't need it. I hire I hire people to do my transitive properties, and one day, hope, hopefully, hopefully, one day, I have been able to hire someone like that because God knows I can't do it. But okay, yeah, dolphins look good, Kyle. What else happened? Steelers. Let me let me give the Steelers the props. They have very good. Very. I mean, who they who they play? We remember the was Bengals. It? Bengals. Okay. And I said they've been playing like these teams close, and they beat the Bengals pretty badly. Like pretty pretty easily, they won that game. So I'm gonna give the Steelers credit. But let's if you guys actually real quick just could go on Google and just search the Steelers schedule. I want to just talk about their potential to go undefeated because I don't know the rest of their schedule. But at this point, you know, they got to talk about, you got to talk about it. They're 10 and hour or something like that. So let's, let's talk about their potential to go undefeated. They get the, um, let's see. Okay. Yeah, so they just beat the Bengals by 26. The Jaguars next week, this coming week should be a win. Ravens. They've already beat the Ravens. That probably will be a win. Then Washington, that probably could be a win, should be a win. Bills will be a really, really close game. Bengals, they just destroyed. That should be a win. Colts will be another close game. And then the Browns, I think they'll probably win. I could see them losing maybe two, like maybe against Buffalo. and maybe two. Yeah, maybe Baltimore and Buffalo they, they drop. Yeah, one of – it's either – the Ravens, the Bills, or the Colts, one of the or two of those three. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Okay. I, so I don't think, looking at the schedule, I just don't think that they're going to, because the teams like Buffalo, they're going to show off that, that game to play like, oh, you still have that zero on your record? I'm, we're taking that. Thank you very much. Okay. So I actually don't think they have potential to go undefeated, but they have potential, but I don't think they do it. That's what I'll say. What else? Okay, let's do buy or sell then. Let's do buy or sell while we're still here on the NFL. By the way, while we're, while we're opening up the link that's in the chat, fellas, like always, Bucks uh, minus – sorry, Bucks minus four. I just completely lost my train of thought. Let's talk about the catch, DeAndre Hopkins catch. How freaking crazy was that catch? Did you guys – anyone watch that live? Yeah, that was fucking insane. That basically caused me a win in fantasy. So, oh, really? Are you serious? Yeah. Do like oh. my caddy master, I was playing him, and he has Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. It did cost you. Yep, yeah. cost you. And you know what? Uh, as a yawn, did you see the uh, when he went up? Had the you know they had like the close up of all the gloves. One was Nike, one was Adidas, and then his was the Air Jordan Jumpman. I was like, oh, did Jordan better run away with this picture? They literally, they need to just. Like, that would be such great branding for them. Have the Jumpman logo with the catch. That's hmm. I'm trying to put that in ranking of catchers I've seen. Odell's catch is up there. That was probably my, the best catch I've ever seen. But the Hopkins one is definitely very close to one of the best catches and plays that I've, I've ever seen. Agree. 
I did not catch it live, but I saw it on Twitter. <laughs> I did, yeah. I saw I saw the replay of it. Okay, no, I saw it live. I was waiting for I was just waiting for someone to say that. But you guys got the lines up for the week? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So Nick, you had it. You actually had it in the chat because we're gonna do something a little different with buy or sell this week, guys. Some good primetime games. Unfortunately, we delayed this recording by a day because we want to talk to the NBA draft. So we're not gonna be able to talk the Thursday night game, which is Cardinals versus um, the Seahawks, we all really want to watch that. So maybe we should end this podcast soon because that game, that game will start any minute. So we'll actually conclude on this and maybe one more topic and we'll call it a night. Bucks are minus four versus the Rams on Monday night football. That's a great game. And then the Chiefs are minus eight versus the Raiders on Sunday night football. So those are our buy or sell picks of the week. We're not going to go through the whole list like we always do, but we're going to give our picks for these two games. I'm telling you right now, Nick, I'll take, I'll take the Rams – and then I'll take the Chiefs. I'll take the Rams and the Chiefs. I'll go Bucks Raiders. Oh, but opposite of me, Kyle. Of course, very contrarian as always, Kyle. Mm. Um, go ahead, Here, Pat. Yeah, Pat and that goes. Yeah, I'm going Rams. That's a toss of day. He's. I know Pat's a Gruden guy. I think he's going to go Raiders here. I think I want the Raiders. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go Rams Bucks. No, Rams, yeah. Chiefs. <laughs> I was going to say, what? Okay, so Nick and I have the same pick. Uh, let's see, Pat, you went Rams, Raiders, and then yeah. Kyle went Bucks, Raiders. Okay, let's remember these picks. We'll remember these picks and see what happens because I know we don't do a good job of remembering what we picked. But, you know, the, these faithful listeners, so seller dwellers, all, all ten of you guys, you guys listen to us very, very much, and you take our word very seriously. So, listen. Of course, like I always say, don't blame us if you lose, but give us credit if you win. And before we end with our last topic of the day, which is going to be a really, really quick one, because, again, we want to watch this, this great Thursday night game between Seattle and Arizona, the rematch of Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson. Of course, Cardinals won earlier week, but I'm going to take a quick break, guys, and remind everyone that support for Seller Dwellers is brought to you by Manscaped, the number one leader in manscaping technologies, the best grooming experience out there. You can get their new Perfect Package 3.0. comes with a new electric trimmer with LED light, nice charging stand powered by USB. You name it, any other brand, and Manscaped beats it in the grooming area. You can go in there code of their website right now use our code seller dwellers that's all caps no space that gets you 20 percent off plus free shipping on their website use code seller dwellers all caps no space on manscape.com 20 percent off and free shipping but let's get back to the show we'll wrap things up talking about a mcgregor fight night he is officially booked versus dustin poirier in january a rematch of the sorts dustin poirier lost by first round knockout last time to mcgregor at 145 pounds, and Pat, I know I like to talk UFC with you, my friend, so please, let's open up the discussion. How do we see this fight going? Initial reaction. Initial reaction. How uh, initial reaction, right off the right off the top, uh, McGregor's going to rock him within That's, two rounds. I think. But, uh, you know, I mean, Poirier's going to make a lot of money doing it, so. Yeah, I was thinking that he's very lucky. Poirier is very lucky because he gets to fight yeah. McGregor twice. Who gets to say that? He gets to say, I'll get a McGregor payday twice. I'm going to say real quick, I'm going to go McGregor first round knockout. He said it's going to be more, it's going to be quicker and more spectacular than the first, which was a knockout in the first round. So I think it's going to be a very, very quick night. I think Dustin Poirier is a great fighter. I think McGregor has got his number. So I'll go McGregor very, very early knockout right now. I think I'll probably stick around with that. Kyle, Nick, I know you're familiar with McGregor. I'm not sure how familiar you are with Poirier. 
Give me your picks just off the top of the head if you tend to pick randomly. Oh, McGregor, I've never heard of. Oh, okay. I'm super, well, okay. Most UFC fans would know Dustin Poirier. Um, in fact, all of them, but I know you're not into it as I am. Nick, go ahead. Yeah, I, I mean, rest in peace, Dustin Poirier. He's dead. <laughs> He's, He's dead, dead man. All right, well, listen, guys. Leading a pig into a slaughterhouse. Yeah, I think this is going to be a fun uh, – there'll be a fun fight. It could be a very fan-friendly fight. I, I think if Dustin overperforms, it's going to be a nice nice scrap. I just don't – I see Connor just knocking him out pretty early again. And but I want to wrap – fan-friendly too. Yeah, he'll be fan-friendly as well. So, let's – I'm going to wrap things up. You guys saved the date on that calendar for that fight. I definitely want to get the squad together and watch that fight like we always do on the McGregor fight nights. But that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Cellar Dwellers. Thanks for listening to our NBA draft talk, our, our reactions and stuff. I'm sure we're going to have oh, a lot. Oh, hold on. Who do you guys have tonight? Uh, Who's winning tonight? Cardinals. Cardinals. No, it's a- you the Cardinals? All right, uh, I'll take Seahawks. I'm big on Kyler Murray, bro. I'm I'm big. Let's, see, let's see where we are next week. You're taking Seahawks? Yeah. Is it in Seattle? Uh, it doesn't really matter. I mean, oh yeah, the twelfth man. It does because it's oh. indoor and outdoor. It's a whole, you know, yeah, yeah, but there's like no one there. I know. I like the Cardinals. I'm going to stick with the Cardinals. I like the Cardinals a lot. I'm rooting for them. And I think they're right. riding a hot streak. Seahawks. And Wilson yeah. hasn't been playing as well lately. Been throwing the ball over. That's true. He has over. not. He Seahawks are home. Seahawks are home. And I, I listen, if this is a shootout, it's going to be trouble for Seattle. Arizona looks really – It's going to be a great game. Yeah. I'll Dustin go Arizona. Listen, I'm going to go uh, Arizona. Stick with that. But listen, guys, that's going to wrap things up. Like I said, thanks for tuning in. There's going to be a lot of moving parts in sports the next couple uh, days. Hopefully within the next week, we have even more things to talk about in the NBA. Hopefully some cool things happen in the NFL, and who knows what else is going to go on. Guys, as always, pleasure talking to you. Miss you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. Stay, Stay safe out there. We'll talk to you guys soon. Peace out, fellas.